welcome to another episode of the Breath of Air podcast. My name is Adam Jolly, and joining me temporarily is Adam Dietrich. Hello. What a curveball, huh? This is quite the curveball. A little so, mashup. So we are live from IIEX North America. Um, this slot was supposed to be me and Z doing Breath of Air. A much better podcast. Per usual. It is the better podcast. Yes. yes. Definitely got more votes than the MR podcast of the year. Uh, but Z had a medical emergency? Um, yes. Yes. And thus, we have Adam Dietrich joining me from my other podcast, The Ride. I like Research and Innovation our, Discussion Exchange. Our other podcast. But well, that's the funny part. I like to say my podcast because you are the man behind The Ride. Yes, yes, as yes. And you are commonly introduced. Yes, yes. And so, I like, that's my one little stake to claim. So, I like to say that. I'm excited. Let's do some Breath of Air. All right. So, let's think. We are at a innovation-based conference. And yesterday, Z and I talked about like how weird it is or some of the mental hurdles we try to jump over when you go to a conference, mm -hmm. right? And that's about like, hey, the pandemic happened, you're seeing people for the first time, that type of thing. Today, we titled this Keeping Up With The Joneses. And what I mean by that is that a lot of this is innovation. You are going to see when you're here a lot of your competition, you're mm -hmm. going to see um, a lot of the same brands fighting for time um, with other customers, Yeah. right? And there's a lot of, there's a ton of cool stuff here. Like this is where you come if you want to showcase something in market research. What's next? Right. And at the same time, it can also, well, that'd be great if you're in the front, right? Mm -hmm. Like the lead dog sees a clear field and they're running it and they've got the best technology and they got all the great things that are coming in the insights industry. But not everybody can be the lead dog. Right. So Dietrich, talk to me a little bit. When you come to a conference and put on your competitive headset, Yes. what are you thinking as far as competition and what else is out there? Oh, that's a good question. I think I think about it in a, two, a few different ways. The first is the super aesthetic kind of transactional conference kind of way where what does their booth look like? How big is the team that they brought? I think are, about that, yeah, yeah. Do they, yeah. Um, you know, are they handing out cool swag? Like, very honestly trivial stuff, but it, sure. kind of, it kind of informs you, okay, are they really going for it? You yeah, know, yeah. Those kinds of things. And, you know, if you show up with, you know, just a handful of business cards and they're giving out, I don't know, Yeti coolers and t-shirts and, I don't know, they've got a hot dog cannon and, you know, they're sponsoring <laughs> an ice luge and all that kind of stuff. Like, it can, it can be a bit overwhelming. Yeah. Um, but I think the, the deeper part is the, uh, you can, you can feel the energy of your competitors yeah. and, you know, and your friends and all of that. Like, you, everybody hey, has a conference going good. Everybody's always going to say Yeah, everybody's good. winning. Yeah. Yes. Everybody's having sure. a good time. They're seeing the people they need to see. But you can really see the behind-the-scenes energy of, of where a company's trajectory is going. And that's what I love about in-person events like this. Do you feel like when you come to a conference that there's a little bit of a pissing contest? A hundred percent. Okay, good. A hundred percent. I'm really, I, I particularly feel a little bit of a pissing contest situation right now because we've seen, we've listened. They, they have a great setup here uh, for a podcast. What, what is this? A podcast studio booth? Uh -huh. Sure. Live listeners. All right. Also recording. And so I've listened to a lot of podcasts this week and I realized my buzzword game is way behind schedule. I'm still talking about like agile and things like that. And Ryan Berry was just up talking about like asynchronous work sessions and things like that. And I, I'm like, I gotta get my 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 verbiage down. Right. Uh, so things like that, you know, what's the, how are we referring to all these different things, things like that. It is so great to hear that after 11 years of knowing each other, that yeah. my crazy has become contagious yeah. to you. Yeah, it really has. To where I'm here not just thinking about like, hey, how are we stacking up sample wise, you know, delivery, all that type of things, but then also like, 
shit, Jen Vogel went first. She got like Katie took that picture and like it's the most romantic, best picture ever. Now everyone's gonna listen to her podcast and yeah. we're done. Yep. Damn it. No yep. more ride, no more breath of air. We're all done. Yep. Coming on after Ryan and Ryan's great. Like he's, he's a friendly face. Yeah. But I'm like, shit, man. We're competing for the, like the same people are listening to him as they are me. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And then the whole time I'm like, ah, oh, what can we do? And I'm always like thinking, I don't use the word value prop in my own brain. Right. But, but I'm, that's there, yeah. right? What's your US? What am I doing, yeah. right? This is this is the first time in twenty something months for a lot of people where you are not just thinking about how does my brand compare to the, this other firm, yes. but also how does this person who's in the same room as me compare in like a unique selling point and like personal brand perspective, and that's that can be overwhelming. Is it healthy to think about this like competitive change? Is it healthy? I mean, that's a question for the real co-host of this podcast, uh, not myself. I have the same, I just scratched out the name. It's the same notes. Sorry. <laughs> it changed the questions. I, I don't know. Probably, I mean, it, it, it's the fine line, right? Like, yeah. this conference is about innovation. Our industry is in a time of good progress, right? Yeah. When, when you and I got into this industry, we were, the joke was like that we were slower moving than banking, right? Like yeah. that, that we were always behind the curve and tech went to every under, every other industry first and then hit us. And yeah. right now we're, we're playing catch up, but we're doing a damn good job of it. And I think it, I think it is healthy to an extent to know where you stand because your biggest competitor today is at a different place than they were the last time you saw them at a conference. And so is it healthy? Probably not if you let it overwhelm you, but is it important as companies try to grow and thrive in a, uh, continued slash post-pandemic world, yes. And so you hit on something there as about your competitors different today than they were yesterday. And I think that goes two ways. The competitors have evolved. Yeah. But also there's more buyers of insights and data than ever before. 100%. So there's more companies mm -hmm. in this space than there have been. I mean, they're, that doesn't necessarily hit me. I don't know if there's a lot of new panel sample delivery fieldwork companies. Right. But there's more in people that are doing things with insights. And you see that here. 100%. Um, does that, do you feel like, okay, so I know the answer is that demand is higher than supply right now. Yes. But do you feel that even more when you're here because you see all the different types of vendors? I think so. I also think, I mean, d definitely. Yes. hundred yeah. uh, percent. It, it comes to fruition here. I mean, I was at Quirks Chicago last week as well, and there was a market shift in the people with booths and which, where they sat in the, the research funnel, right? Yeah. Um, the the demand side is is, is winning. Um, yeah. They have more money behind them. They're also telling better stories and giving way better presentations than what we were doing either at the demand or the supply side two years ago. So I think yeah. there are positives for all, like high tide rising all boats kind of situation. But uh, sitting where you, we sit in the sample food chain and and the research kind of panel world, I, I don't know. Let's stick with that. The food chain. Yeah. I think I, after a couple cocktails, talked to you a little bit about this yesterday. Uh, you feel the food chain here, right? As far as so. where you fit? I, th I think so. I mean, I have sat at uh, on the, the buy and supply side for a long, long time. And I think that's always a reality. But I think one of the unique things about IEX is the fact that they have a podcast station with some yeah. cool lighting that we get to sit at. Uh, and they do things like that because they care about people who are pushing things forward, right? So podcasters, we there are too many of us. And you know, if I think if 
if our podcast, obviously not the one with Z, not Breath of Air, but if our podcast died tomorrow, I think the world would probably go on. Maybe uh, be better. I yeah. don't know. But this is, I will say this, the, the fact of this group is that there is a drive that is unique here about innovation and who's doing the thing that we're all going to be doing a year from now, five years from now, which right. is cool. I think I feel more of the, of the, the food chain at a traditional conference. Is that, what do you think? Uh, I do feel the food chain at a more traditional conference because sometimes I feel like innovation is pushed uh, up the hill, mm -hmm. right? I mean, if you think about, so everyone here talking about how great they are, but yeah. like think about the big money news splash makers of the last two years, right? You have Scent falling for IPO. You have the Lucid Scent acquisition. Yeah. Everyone's always thinking like, is Dynata going to buy? Like all that. Right. So the money, a lot of that, mm -hmm is in what typically is the plankton of the food chain. Yeah, the plankton. A lot of people, I like that, right? plankton, yes. And so you almost, it becomes like a real pride ego source where you're like, who, who cares mm -hmm. who's on the stage? Who cares who has the biggest picture on the program? All that type of stuff. Because we're doing pretty good, yeah. right? Yeah. Demand's never been higher. Growth numbers are crazy. Yeah. So like swallow that shit sandwich for right now because things are going to be okay. I like that. I like that. And I think... And I do think that that is a, a shift from where this industry was five years ago when we, yeah. like I said, we were kind of playing catch up. Like, you know, if you look out across this place and as you can, our listeners can probably hear, uh, it's right at the end. There are booths right. being disassembled as we speak. Uh, but if you look out here, like the, the, the folks who have the tallest booth or the biggest display or the most screens and stuff like that, it kind of doesn't matter as much as it used to, which right. I think is a step in the right direction. But... We're supposed to be talking about keeping up with the Joneses and not just from a sample firm kind of perspective. From you attending your first or second conference uh, in since early 2020. Yeah, say a year. Oh, I thought you were going to say all time. I was like, oh. yeah, sure, yeah. Well, what is... <laughs> Casro 08, let's go. <laughs> what is the process? Yeah, exactly. That was a good one. TMRE 2011. Uh, what is the situation for you in terms of... Um, your not just your personal brand, but being around colleagues for the first time in a couple of years. Or like I think about that a lot, right? It's uh, do you want to be like the first person here, or you want the last person out? Like, wh wh how do those pressures play on you as you as we wind down the second day of this? Um, well, part most of that for me comes down. I'm always thinking about like my position and influence, and where I'm at when I talk about colleagues. Yeah. And so when I was an individual contributor in sales, I was always thinking, like, I have to be out as late as my clients are out. Yeah. Right. And I have to always be entertaining and always try to win. Mm -hmm. And that can, like, really, sometimes that's great at a conference, depending on the client, right? Yeah. Sometimes that can be a killer. Um, now it is how do I look between, um, on kind of the employee organizational chart. Right. <laughs> right. right. Like, yeah. I can't be out until 2 a.m. anymore. Right. Like, that's not going to go great. Me being out till 2 a.m. on a Tuesday is going to have reckoning on a meeting on Thursday afternoon. Right, like, where's right, revenue? Right. right? Um, and so I, that's a huge shift to me. And also the always being on. I mean, that I I know I make the joke where, like, I would always drink, like, two gin and tonics and then switch to Sprite. Yeah. Now that's down to probably one gin and tonic and then you switch to Sprite, right? Right. Because you always have to be, there is a little bit of a uh, camp counselor type mode right. that you shift into. Um, and also... I mean, since the pandemic, when everybody's working more remote, there's no, like, central hub of energy. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like I have to bring even more yeah. when I'm 100%. here. Yeah, 100%. Right? And it's, um, while we're here, it's weird because, like, you and I are, are friends, but I'm not trying to spend as much time with you right. 
as I am the person that I never see. Right. I'm just like, I have to pour everything into this person because that's equity that I'm buying that I can spend somewhere else down the road. Right. And that's internal and external, right? It's yep. clients and, yeah, for sure. and teammates. Yeah. I'm right there. And I, I think the other part of it too is this other kind of weird shift that we've made is um, the research ecosystem is, it has like some social factors to it, right? Yeah. I want to make sure that I see and say hello to and say something smart in front of somebody like Ryan Berry who just finished up his right, podcast. Right. Or, um, you know, we, we, we often talk on our podcast about uh, our favorite listener, Julie Kurd from CMB, uh, who always calls us out when we do something bad or, right. uh, you know, compliments us when we say some stupid nugget that really you think would only uh, be, uh, be good to you and I. But I think about those kinds of things and it's new, right? I didn't care about um, some of those people who didn't directly impact my bottom line before. Um, but now because of LinkedIn and, you know, we have this much more interactive society in research, uh, whether it's, like I said, LinkedIn or MRX Pros or any of these different kinds of things, I feel like there are more people that you have to tick the box with. So you're talking a lot about accountability, which I don't think anyone ever thinks about external, outside of their company walls, accountability. Mm -hmm. Outside of like the work stuff, like, hey, don't fall short on a study, don't miss a deadline, yeah, yeah, yeah. that type of stuff, right? But do you feel like that external accountability has shifted a lot to be more greater um, with this new, like this kind of restart in research? I don't know. Yeah, I, it, it feels like that for me, but okay. I, I don't know, you know, I was in a different world two years ago and that was different from two years before that. And I, I don't, I don't know. I, I do think that the list is, is wider, right? Yeah. Like there are people who have been competitors of mine for a decade where I'm still like, they are on my list of people that I need to interact with because I know that they're friends with this competitor or that person and you know, all of those kinds of things. Yeah. Is that, is that a change for you too? Uh, it's a greater change for me. Yeah. Like I'm thinking about um, while, you know, the world gets bigger, it also gets smaller. Yeah, yeah. And so the um, the falling short, the accountability is greater than ever. Yeah. Especially as, as people are changing jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot more. I feel like there's almost like more casual water cooler moments than they have been in the past. Especially at a conference like this. Like I was just, uh, I just grabbed drinks with somebody and I was, he was like, oh, this panel, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And I was like, of course, like, listen what they did to me, right? And yeah, like, yeah. you just dive right into <laughs> right. it. And that kind of like, you can, you, I think you build on that more. And now like we are, look, market researchers for the most part are kind of risk averse. Mm -hmm. And so equity plays a huge game yeah. than, it, than it ever has. Yeah. Um, especially now after the pandemic where people had some rough years, right? And now you're even maybe even a little bit more risk averse than we were. Totally. Um, so I've, I do feel like a greater accountability outside of my headquarter walls than I ever have before. I'm, I'm right there with you. And I imagine everybody in this room. Yeah. All like right. Let's shift it up. Let's do a little bit of ride. Okay. Um, you want to play a game? Good stuff. Let's, let's play a game. Let's do All it. All right. Uh, let's talk uh, conference swag. Oh. Right. Uh, so what are some of the, what would you say? Let's do it. We'll do a quick, quick draft here. Yeah. You get first pick. If you could get something from a conference to take back home to your lovely wife in Chicago. Yes. What would it be? Well, and it could be something here, or you could just make some up. <laughs> well, Bloomfire, uh, who I was not familiar with before this week, had a uh, had a booth right at the the entrance of the of the the conference hall, and they had a giant. Uh, I think it was Louis Vuitton. Uh, I'm probably getting the the name wrong. It may have been something else. Uh, Michael? Nope, that's not it. 
it, Target brand? It was not a Target brand. Okay. It was a uh, a fine luxury handbag sitting in a glass box, and you, all the you had to do it was yeah. a beautiful presentation yeah, yeah, yeah. of a very nice bag, and they uh, and they had you scan a QR code, put your name in, and all of a sudden you and the 800 other people that have walked through and done this are in a raffle to win what I'm sure is a very expensive bag. Uh, so that was pretty, I thought that was pretty good. I, I know more like, about yeah. that company now because of that handbag. That felt like that was Miss Dietrich specific. Yeah, uh, you asked me what I would do. Yeah. What, what my, bad. Uh, what about you? What, of, uh, of the normal swag, what's uh, what's top of your top of your? This is easy for me. I mean, two boys that are always on the go, yeah. two boys that I think have oars for arms and can't hold on to anything, it's water bottles. Yeah. Like give me a water bottle that makes it harder for them to spill drinks and then I could just throw in a bag and take somewhere. Like it is, the number one thing I'm looking for at all times. And so, uh, actually, funny story, um, AYTM, who's yeah. the closest thing to us, they have the collapsible water bottle. I was, that was where I was going next. The best. And, and uh, earlier this year, when like when Nolan was in, like going through some stuff with all this health and stuff, that was the only water bottle he would drink out of, was this collapsible. And so I think about all I was, I'm gonna stock up. There you go. Fill up the backpack. I'm right there with you. I have a, uh, an AYTM collapsible water bottle from pre-pandemic yeah. uh, that I walk my dog with. Uh, I, like, I, it's it's my most consistent water cooler. I don't know if they know this. I feel like we should go tell them after this. I think they're listening. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, what else do you like? I am still a sucker for a good t-shirt. A, I like... I like that. Okay. I want, I'm not talking about the, it costs a dollar, uh, and it's, like, cotton that feels like... Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 100% um, cotton, not a blend. I, you I, like a good blend. I, uh. I want a soft t-shirt with a good logo that is breathable, and I will sit there and feel, I know, I know that costs you $15. You'd sit through a demo for it. I will good sit there and talk to you if you put a good enough t-shirt on, on your presentation. That's the sales pitch. That's not bad. Uh, I think for me, uh, I, so we have this thing in our, like, me and Mrs. Jolly. Um, talk about sunglasses a lot mm -hmm. and she god bless her she has so many blessings like she is just an angel sent from heaven yes that has been given me as a curse but there's one other issue let's hear it she loses sunglasses all the time <laughs> like we can't have sunglasses over 20 dollars. you don't value your eye protection from the solar rays and so when i'm here like i will stock up on some nasty sunglasses here that scratch up easy and they're, they're break they'll be gross and i'm just like well that's yours Look yeah. at you. Yeah. You have a pair of Zappy sunglasses now. And I hope mm -hmm. that all your friends ask, like, Zappy, what is this? Is that French? No, it's in Boston. <laughs> I love that. That's that's a that's a good one. We've had things where like if you can last forty days with a pair of cheap sunglasses without losing or scratching them, then we'll like take a step up to Ray Ban. Yeah. Never made it. Never made it. God bless her. I I I'm right there with her actually, sadly. Um last one. Give me one more. Immature uh consumer habits i last week in at quirk chicago got my first fidget spinner uh as a piece of conference swag from civic science yeah, sweet. um they got they put their logo in the middle they got some like usb connectors involved that it's pretty cool um but i have sat and in the, I've, i think i spent two days at my working in between conferences and man I get why those were so popular five years ago. Whenever right. it was. I'm, I'm something to do with the hands. Very, very, yeah. very far behind the trend. But there were multiple times where I would catch myself in a Zoom meeting, and there would just be in the bottom of the the little screen that you can see of yourself this just like little spinning 
this little spinning thing, and I, yeah, it's, 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 I, I think it's good. I, I would say, yeah. this is, a, this is a, uh, an episode of Breath of Air. I will say that it is cathartic and healthy for me to have a fidget spinner, even if I'm five years behind the trend. Uh, last one for me is notebooks. Yeah. Love them more than yeah. anything. You know, I love a good notebook. I love a good three subject. Um, I still, like, the best, like, if, okay, you work with me. Mm-hmm. If it's a real serious meeting, I got the Little Bird Rocket Book. Oh, yeah. Because I want to be able to transpose that and, like, make, if it's a bad meeting, I don't know, maybe it's just, just your Schlesinger triple subject, something. Yeah. Right? No, no shade to Schlesinger. Um, real quick question for you as we close out notebooks and uh, terrible discussion and your phone goes off. Um, bound or three ring? A ring, ring, uh, ring notebook or like a bound, like a, like ring. a leather one? No, fuzzies live forever. I'm all in. Okay. I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you, Dietrich, for filling in. Best of luck and best health to Z. Amen. Um, and that's the end of Breath of Air. Hey, hey.